Thanks for joining us today on the Centerpoint podcast coming from the Loft on Main in Danville, Kentucky. For more information, check us out at centerpointdanville.com. Hey, thanks for being here today. And, and for those who are joining us online, shout out to you as well for connecting. And uh, it's crazy to believe, though, literally, that people actually listen to these podcasts and share them around the world. Uh, the last time I checked, uh, knowledge-wise, um, from our data pool, uh, man, people from every continent now has at least checked in, except Australia, so guys from down under don't know what you're up to, and Antarctica, so we're going to have to work on the penguins a little bit. So, uh, you know, it is one of those things that's kind of cool to know that there are people listening and checking in with us, and so seriously, I'm excited that you, you're a part of what we're getting ready to do. We're getting ready to land the plane on a five-part series, and if you missed any of them, you need to do yourself a favor, go listen to them, catch yourself back up. Uh, connect all the dots where we're, we're going to be jumping around this morning uh, so we can wrap everything up and literally package it in a nice, neat little thing that, so we can sort of understand why it's so important to choose wisely. Uh, we've been in this little series called What Now? I, hey, you're listening. So let's try that one. That was very weak. You sang so much better than that one. So come on, give me the pastor some love. It's my birthday. Hey, happy birthday, right? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, so say, I choose. I choose. I'll say, so we are the sum of total choices that we've made in life. We are the sum of the total choices that you've made in your life. And some of you are like, yeah, yeah, I made a poor decision last week. Or I made a poor decision a couple years ago. But maybe, maybe you've made great decisions and, and, and you can look at your life and you can sit there and say, hey, how are you today, right? How are you today? Let's, let's reverse that just a little bit and say, wait a minute, where am I today? How did I even get here? And I had to really do some evaluation this past week simply because of 40 trips around the sun. And I had to look at that and think about some of the things that my decisions have made in my life where I may be too prideful or maybe arrogance got the best of me. Or maybe it was just a decision not to love my wife the way I should. You see, we are the sum total of the choices that we've made even last week. And that's huge for some of you because you've had a tough week and you walk in here like it's kind of it's that moment of urgency and you're like, how did I get here? Why am I in this boat? And if you think about the choices that we're making today will determine who we become tomorrow and that directly affects uh, what we can do in the future. That's why this series I choose is so valuable with your walk with Jesus Christ. Because we want you to choose to place Christ at the center of every decision you make. Because when you do that, life gets better. Because Jesus makes life better for everyone. And life is better, honestly, with Jesus. It's just that simple. Matter of fact, you can't say his name without sort of grinning. You just can't. Because you know what he represents. Life. So today, we are in part five of five, and, uh, and, and next week, just to give you a sneak peek, I think Cody mentioned it earlier, uh, but I hope you choose to be with us, uh, because we're going to experience some changed lives that literally can change lives. Uh, we're going to see real stories 
uh, come before us. You know, it's one of the greatest things I get to do. I don't have to preach. It's just literally they get to preach. It's the best sermons ever when you hear life stories of changed lives. And you're going to see uh, some, some, some people who have literally had life change over the past year, and they're now going public with their faith. And so uh, literally mark your calendars, you know, whatever you got to do. And maybe, maybe it's one of those invitation moments uh, where you invite the neighbor. You know, you know that they need, to, they need to fill this. Or maybe it's, it's the in-laws, because everybody knows in-laws need Jesus. You know, it, 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 it's those moments of clarity where you, like, you know you need to invite somebody, but you're just scared. Do it. Just trust in the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, just trust him and watch what happens. It could be the one moment the Holy Spirit changes everything in your relationship with your neighbor, where you work, where you play, even as your student, you know, with your teacher, you know. You know who needs it. So I'm just trusting in what God's going to do through you this week. And so I urge you, I urge you uh, to be here and, and to invest and invite in somebody this week who needs to, to be a part of that. And I would encourage you, if you're here late, you might not get a seat. Uh, this place literally fills up on those days. And so come early and come often, uh, be a part of what God's doing. But today we're going to choose the important over urgent. And we choose important over urgent because it's huge. It's a huge portion of where we need to be uh, spiritually. And so let me begin with a question. How many of you would say honestly that sometimes you wish that there was more time to do something that was really important to you during the day? Raise your hands. Almost everybody, some are lying and didn't even hear the question. Um, You're checking your cell phone um, and you can say, you know, I was reading my Bible. Okay, you're liars. Um, um, But you know, we all wish we had what? Two extra hours in each day, right? It's just funny how we do that. And it's funny how we wish, we wish to say, I wish I had more time to, to do what? You fill in the blank. It's, it's, some of you would say, I wish I had more time to what? Watch a movie. I never get to go watch a movie. Or maybe it's a date night. We never, we haven't been on a date night with, and we don't know the kids are everywhere. Right? I wish I had more time for that. Or maybe for some of you, just some time to, just to get some quiet time to go read. Like you haven't read since probably your senior year in high school. It might be something interesting. You, you, they, words left or right. It's still, it's amazing. You can take in context. It moves you. Maybe it's for some of you just to, you know, you grew up on a farm, but you haven't been back to the farm for years. And maybe it's just to go out and just experience that, that moment, that surreal moment. And maybe it's uh, exercise for some of you. Um, you say, I wish I had more time to go exercise. This body is a great temple, and I love my temple, but I just don't know how to, I don't have enough time to, I can't even figure out how to work all this out. Or maybe for some of you, I hear this excuse a lot. Um, I want to eat healthier, but you find yourself for some odd reason driving through Wendy's drive-thru every single time, you know, or Arby's, McDonald's, just, you know, loving it, right? And maybe for some of you, it's, it's just a Find some time to talk to somebody. Finding some intimate time to sit down and just have a, an adult conversation. Or, if it's in my case, it's to finish the project the wife asked 15 years ago. Uh, you know, it's those moments of clarity when you know you just don't have enough time to paint the house, you know? And so, you know, it's, it, is, it draws us into clarity. If you choose to do some things that are important in your life, you won't get to that urgent moment where your, your blood pressure is so high today because we're going to get really awkward in a moment. But by next week, I hope and pray that you choose the right moment of, of importance so you basically 
allow yourself to move in closer to Jesus. And it changes everything today. Some of you wish you just had that extra hour of sleep. By the way, next week, you're going to lose it. No, no, no. You know, again, go back to my sermon, professor. Don't ever give the bad news at the very beginning of the sermon. You're going to lose an hour of sleep next week. You spring forward. If you show up at 12 or 11, you're already 12. So we're going to be done. Um, go ahead and mark your calendars down. It, it, is, it is. I know it's bad news, but it's going to be good news because you get an extra day, daylight of hour, you know, through the work week. Some of you are like, oh, there's my hour. So there you go. I've solved your problem. Um, Again, people just want more time in their lives. And we're trying to best, we've even got these little things on our arm that show us, you know, our pulse rates. And we got little calculators, we got cell phones, we got computers that literally try to figure life out for us. And when that's amazing, but there's simple things that we can do if we choose. Now, then the question is, is have I got your attention yet? I mean, you're probably choosing to doze off at this moment because I'm, I'm started into it. But let me just throw this one word out and see if I can captivate your, you know, at least your attention. I think, um, well, let me put it this way. I, in, I, in fact, I don't know if you've noticed this or, or not, but whenever I ask people, how's their week been? Or even this morning, Literally this morning, I've already asked at least three or four people this question, and I'm not targeting you. It's just in my sermon, so that means it's true. Um, But from your response, this means I'm on track with something this morning. And the most common response when I ask somebody, how's life been this week, is a four-letter word. Some people are saying it. But it's just busy. I'm just busy. I wish I could slow down, but I'm just busy. How many times have you noticed yourself saying that this week? Could you raise your hand and just be honest with this and just say, yeah, I've, I've said that word? You know, I'm busy. From running my kids everywhere, homework, students, marriage, social media, <laughs> um, you know, work, everything is busy. And I believe one of the things, here, check this out, lean in. I believe one of the busiest words that Satan has thrown out there is busy. He distracts us from the important things and weighs us down so we don't see the number one thing. That's usually right in front of us. We can't even fully devote ourselves to the number one thing in life because we're busy. And so, in fact, I would ask many of you and all of us to say, I wish, you know, I wish we did have more time to do something. And, and, and I wish I had more time to, to, to do this and do that. But I'm just, I'm, I'm what? I'm, I'm busy. Are you busy this week? Have you been so busy this morning you can't even focus? Was this Holy Spirit song and, and Caitlin asking to open up their hands? And Was that awkward or was it? little difficult for you because you've been busy? You see, I think there's some issues here that we have to deal with. And, and like I said earlier, I've, I've, I've had to deal with them this week because, you know, I just finished 40 laps around the sun. I got a friend over here that's finishing 48 today. And the one thing I would say that I'm trying to work really hard at is I'm working really hard to never say that word again. I I, I wish I had more time. I don't want to say those words anymore. I wish I would have done that differently. I wish I'm not, I don't want to say these words anymore. 
I don't want to ever have to say the word I'm busy, especially to my kids, to my wife, to my friends who I love and my family. I don't ever have to say the words, I don't have enough time. The reason I'm working on to do this is because I actually have time for what I choose to do. Think about this. We all have time for what we choose to do. We have a lot of time. Anytime I'm saying I wish I had more time to do something else is actually a problem. And it's actually I'm choosing something over something else. Therefore, I will never say I don't have enough time anymore. I choose this year. I choose what I have time for. I choose to what I'm going to invest into. We all have time for what we choose for. It's a matter of fact of what you're choosing to do. And so with God's help and and his empowering of this Holy Spirit, I choose that is what's most important over the urgency or the urgent. And now I can almost imagine what a lot of you would say. I thought urgent things are important. Or urgent things are always important. And I want to kind of bring a little bit of distinction between the important and urgent. Because urgent things are not always important. There's a huge difference. So, if your car, if your car engine needs repairing, you know, uh, because you didn't change the oil in it. And now your dashboard looks like a Christmas tree. And everything is going off, and it sounds like, you know, just something you would see in Wacky Tuesday or, you know, those little things, these little games that you would play in an arcade. It's just just noises are going off everywhere. You know, that's an urgent moment. Now it has to be, you know, taken care of, right? But here's the important side of that. That's why you change the oil and do yearly physical checkups or quarterly checkups for the car. And you you check on the tires, you know, weekly and just look at those things. For those who drive a CDL, uh, have a a license, you you have to do this every time you get in the truck. But for some of you in a car, you don't even know what that means. You just know how to get in, turn the engine over and go. You might want to go look at the physical condition of your car because it's important. Because eventually you're going to get to an urgent moment and go, I don't have the money to fix this. Let's look at it from a different angle. Um, another example would be what me and Chris talked about. Uh, if you're really sick because you didn't take care of yourself or you didn't sleep or you're overwhelmed, you're doing way too much, you're going to the doctor for treatment for being sick is urgent, but taking care of your body so you don't get sick is important. And see, you can prevent urgent care and lower all those insurance bills by just taking care of your body. And so for me, you know, it's like these little things right here. These things are delicious. These are coconutties, by the way. Girl Scout cookies. Those little devilish looking girls that sell these things in front of Walmart. Oh, man, you've got my number. And you know, I see them, I just have to walk the other way. But for some odd reason, I choose to eat these. And I choose to help support Girl Scouts. Yeah, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. But the truth is, I can devour these things, and I don't know when to stop. I can eat this row, and then this row, and then think about eating this row. I'm like, oh, I've already broke the cellophane. They're going to stale before I get to them again. Let's just go get the glass of milk, and let's fix the problem. And my wife loves the fact that I fix problems because I leave these on the counter and she doesn't like anything on the counter. So now I'm throwing the box away and I'm just taking care of business because it's good, right? 
And then what do I feel like the next day? I feel sluggish. Darn those Girl Scouts. And I blame it on the Girl Scouts. But it really wasn't important to me to take care of my body that moment. It's just really good. Now I'm feeling sick and I'm on the bathroom. And needless to say, you know, it's not a fun moment. It's not because my, I'm, I'm, I'm upset inside. And, and I've, I've called this urgent moment now that I'm asking for Pepsi AC. Right, I am aging, right? Have to take care of that body. It's interesting. We, we choose things, right? We choose things that cause what? Pain. I don't know if you've had any pain this week. I don't know where you're at. I don't know where you're at physically. I don't know where you're at mentally, spiritually, socially. I don't know where you're at. But I do know this. I do know this. There are moments in your life when we choose things that can change everything. And so this is where I want to take this. If you choose what is important, you won't deal with as many things that are urgent. I don't know if you heard that. But if you choose what is important, you won't deal with as many things that are urgent. For me, if I keep on eating this, one of these days, I'm not going to be able to walk properly because I will not be healthy. But if I limit myself and choose importance of helping sponsor and just choosing one box, not ten, and being responsible, it could change the trajectory of how I able to hang out with my kids, how I'm able to take care of myself physically, how I'm able to tr- track around 40 more laps around this sun and experience life to the fullest with many of you. I want you to think about this. If you're only choosing that which is urgent, then you're not going to be faced with more things that are important because we will always be facing crises in our life that we blame others for. But the truth is, we have to own it. You have to own your piece of the pie. You can't get away with blaming everybody else. And so if you have your Bible, if you've got your Bible, let's open and turn, uh, turn it on. If you've got the U version, if you've got your cell phone, uh, olive tree. If you need a Bible, you can grab one in the back. Let's, let's dive into this book. It's, we're just going to read a short, short piece here today. Uh, it's in the New Testament. Uh, it's Luke's gospel. Luke hung out with Jesus, recorded some really important things here for us to look at. Chapter 10, chapter 10, and it's a story about two sisters, the original M&Ms, Mary and Martha, all right? And so we're going to look at Martha, who does, does what so many of us do. She, she is kind of overwhelmed by the urgent that she misses out uh, which is most important in life. And, and in fact, we'll pick up the text in Luke chapter 10, verse 38. And, and here's how Luke describes the story. He said, as Jesus and his disciples were on the way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister named Mary, and we're going to see Mary chooses what's most important here. Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. Mary chose what was important. Martha did what many of us do. She surrendered to the what? The urgent need. And so as we're going to read ahead here, that that Martha got all freaked out and wigged out and, and wanting everything to be just right. And I don't blame her because Jesus is in the house. Come on, y'all. I mean, it's, it's the son of God, right? 
And now let's be honest. How many of you, if you found out someone that you really respect or really important was coming over, even right now during church, you would probably exit because you need to go do what? Clean the house. Pick up the drawers off the floor. You know what I'm talking about. What do you do? How, how come, how come Fe- Febreze commercials are liars? I mean, you can spray that stuff and it doesn't cover up everything, right? It, does, it doesn't clean the house up. It just doesn't cover up everything like the TV shows it. You're throwing stuff under the beds. You're hiding things in the closet. If you're like me, we're hiding it in the microwave. I mean, 15 years of marriage, you figure out where to hide things. And we do this so often, it's it just got to you know, just be just right or halfway right because we want the world to think we're good. Or at least semi under control. Everything is fine. This is how we roll. And for those of you who live in a house that's spotless, we hate you. <laughs> you know, if that's your party list, I love you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, it, I, it, seriously, I'll let you adopt my kids for a week and see if you can come away with this spotless house. Um, uh, let's, let's just see how that rolls next Sunday. Anyways, Jesus is coming over for dinner. He's coming up for dinner. And what are you going to do? What are you going to choose to do? I mean, it's Jesus, the Son of God, who put everything in motion. It's the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Prince of peace. The great I am is coming to your house, to your house. Martha freaks out. She goes in full-out panic mode. She grabs the brown paper bag. And as many of us would, she misses what's really important. And he is sitting right there. He is right there in front of her. And here's what verse 40 says. It says, but Martha was what? Let's all say this loud. Martha was what? Martha was distracted. Been there? This week? Been distracted? I think if we're all honest, I think we all have. You see, Martha was distracted by all the preparations that were worked that had to be made in her mind. That had to be made. And I don't know you and where you're at, but, but I'm, I'm getting more and more distracted all the time. I don't know, you can say I'm aging, I'll take it. And I was looking for my backpack the other day at home, literally, and you can blame it, I can blame it on my newborn, right? And I can blame it on a lot of things. Um, And I literally walked around the house for nearly two minutes looking for my backpack. And uh, you want to know where my backpack was? Thank you. On my back. Literally, on my back. Here I was yelling, where is my backpack? Where is my backpack? I am going around. I'm like, did I put it there? Did I put it there? Did I put it there? There is a 30-pound backpack on my back, and I had no clue because I was distracted. Now then, I won't ask you if you've been there, but I know some of you have eyeglasses and you put them on top of your head and you're like, I can't find my glasses. I'm like, dude, here's your sign, you know, if you know where I'm going with that one. But the other thing that I know, uh, and this happened just yesterday, um, I was looking for my cell phone, you know, that little object, that you know, carrying... And I was looking for it, kind of getting upset. My wife moved it. My kids moved it. You know, I blame just about everybody in the house. Um, and come to find out, 
my cell phone was in my front pocket. Like that one. Not this one, that one. And I, I felt like an idiot. I really, like, I'm, I'm getting ready to preach on this, and, and I'm like, whoa. I think we get so overwhelmed and, and distracted by life, we can't even function some days. And that's when we need Jesus more than anything, but we don't even know he's right here present because we're so distracted. Or let me use this word, busy. I, I grew up in a Baptist church. That's the point where you say amen, by the way. Just saying. I don't know about you, but some of you are so distracted, you can't see right from wrong. You don't even know up from down. If it wasn't for the elevator doing it automatically for you, you would not have made it here today. Just being honest. You'd be like, does third floor, second floor, basement, what's down there? I'll just follow the crowd. You get in the elevator and you're just so overwhelmed, distracted, because you can't even see through the force, man. You cannot see Jesus. And he's sitting right here. He's waiting for you. He's waiting. This is what she, she did and said. Lord, don't you care? Don't you care? I mean, Martha was so distracted by all the preparations that she has done. I love what the phrase is. I have to do this, and, and this is important. I got to get this done. She came to Jesus, and she was a tattletale. She was a little tattletale. Lord, don't you care? My sister has left me to do all of this work for myself. Tell her to go help me out. I mean, Martha was going crazy. She's lost her mind. And Jesus tells her, what? Yes, darling, my daughter. She needs to start helping you out. She needs to clean the house for the important one. It's my best James Earl Jones voice. Not very good. No, that ain't what happens. That's not exactly what happens. You see, I wonder today, honestly, I wonder how many of you have been significantly distracted from what is most important this week. And I would say it this way. I wonder how many of us, would, including me, we have been faithfully pursuing the urgent things and neglecting what's most important. I would like to say it this way, and here's the big question for today. I wonder how many of us have been faithfully pursuing the urgent and neglecting that which is most important right in front of us. I'm let that sink in for a second. A better question, I think, for us to deal with is the follow-up. What is the most important thing that you've been distracted from pursuing this week? What is the most important thing that you've been distracted from pursuing? What's most important to you? Why are you being distracted from doing it? Let's literally allow that to sink in. I, I would say some of you, honestly, for those of you who are Jesus' followers, you say, I've been distracted from spending time with Jesus, from reading my word. I haven't put him first in the center of my life. I haven't had the intimate time of feeding on his word and pointing back to it. I haven't aligned my, my heart with him by living out and being fully devoted. I, ha I have been distracted this week. Some of you would say, I'm so busy doing things for my children, I actually haven't enjoyed my kids at all. I haven't had made a real investment into them and for a long time. 
Some of you would be really honest and you'd say, uh, because um, child-centered parents, right? You know, your whole life revolves around your kids and you've neglected what? You've neglected your marriage? That is the rock and the foundation that holds your family together? Because you're so busy doing for your kids, you've neglected which would actually strengthen and nourish your kids spiritually if you got your marriage right. You've neglected your relationship with one another. And maybe you've neglected your physical body. There's so much going on there and so many urgent things that I haven't had time to eat better. Fast food is convenient and who has time to work out? There are so many things I can go, you know, going on. I can't exercise and I would love just to get, you know, just two days in a week or maybe three days and just walk a little bit. Maybe it's that addiction or habit, that reoccurring sin that you need to deal with and you need to confess and you need to, to get help with, but you've neglected, 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 neglected it. It's really important, but you haven't dealt with it at all. Why? Why have you neglected it? Take time to be real and honest this morning. There are so many urgent things that are going on and they're distracting us from what's really important. And so let's go back to Martha. Martha is distracted. And in verse 41, it says this. Jesus answers her and he says, Martha, you, you're worried and upset about many things. And you are, let me stop there for just one second. You're worried and upset about many things. And if some of you have ever had a life verse, this might be your life verse. And you didn't even know it. You worry so much about the little things. You freak out all the time and you don't even know you do it. I'm not going to get it all done. Change the diapers, kids, husbands, underwear on the floor, dishes, soccer, cleaning the house because we have group tonight. Got to get it, got to go, got to run. You're worried and upset about so many things. And Jesus said, but few things are needed or indeed only one. And then what does he say in verse 42? He says, Mary has done what? Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. What has Mary done? She has chosen to sit at the feet of Jesus and soak it in. So what? Everything else is okay because we're in the presence of God. See, Martha surrendered to the urgent moment and Mary chose what was important. Listen, if we're not intentional about this, if we're not intentional about this, I promise you the urgent will crowd around the important and it will completely collapse your life. You see, we have a choice. We make choices. We have time for what we choose to have time for. That's why with the help of God, we today need to make a choice that we choose what? important over what's an urgent. And my question is today, are you choosing what is better like Mary or are you running like Martha? Psalms 46.10, some people know this by heart, but they're not putting into application. It says, be still, be still and know that I'm what? 
that I am God. Question I have for you is, are you? Are you being still enough? Can you be still enough? Will you be still enough? And so I beg of you to choose the important because it matters. So I'm going to go back to this question. I'm going to go back to this question. What's the most important thing you've been distracted from pursuing? Now, it's going to get a little awkward here in a moment. It's going to get really, really, really awkward. And I promise you, this is the moment that could be a change, a direction in change. As the group comes up, there's a big difference between doing and being. And this ain't the end of the sermon, by the way. It's sort of right in the middle. I know we're supposed to be ending. But right now, we're, we're going to create margin. We're going to create some margin for our lives. We're going we're to go, we're just going to stop. We're going to shut the sermon down and just allow the Holy Spirit to move because this question is too big not to camp out on for a moment. What's the most important thing you've been distracted from pursuing this week? And so we're just going to leave the house lights up. We're just going to sit here and camp out on on a song that we've already sung this morning. But I believe there's a big difference between doing and being here. I just want you to do what's right. For some of you, you need to reach out ask for forgiveness. For some of you need to confess. For others, you need to love your wife, husband. Maybe to grab your kids and say, you know what? I choose important today. It's your call. We're just going to camp out on this right here. We're going to shut the sermon down and just visit something that's huge for me because it gives life but the author and perfecter is the one who created that and just like there's a song there's a lyric and it says I've tasted and seen right now these are good but they ain't got nothing on what he is there's nothing that can compare and in comparing the presence some of you guys are just sitting there waiting to move and you're scared to death to move you're scared Distracted? Are you busy in your mind and you're running so wide open? But I beg you to stop. I beg you to stop and, and allow yourself to choose what's important. Allow your heartbeat to come alive for the very first time and just sit at the throne of God and enjoy what Jesus is trying to do. And so I want to give you three quick things as we wrap this up. I think there's three things that can help you this week, even right now. And for me, this is just some things that I've done. But I think for some of us, we need to create artificial deadlines. Artificial deadlines create margin in your life. 
which creates a healthier you. If you know you're supposed to get it done by Sunday, get it done by Monday. I know it's hard for some of you to do. Maybe Wednesday, at least it gives you a margin. And some of you need to know that. But I promise you, your heart will be healthier if you learn how to do this and put it in an application. Number two is be, be just completely, ruthlessly selective in your yeses. I have a trouble. I have trouble. I'm going to be honest. I have trouble saying no. It's got me in trouble a bunch. Just because you say no, the world won't stop turning. Busyness does not necessarily equal productivity. It doesn't. And I also believe that if there's a barrier in, in, in meaningful life, there's a barrier when we just continue to say yes to everything. It's not a lack of commitment. It's being overcommitted to things. Slow down and sit in the presence of God and allow your heartbeat to come alive. I'll say this. The best leaders that I've been around don't do more. They just do more than what matters most. I pray that our leaders here at Centerpoint, if you consider yourself to be a leader, you find yourself down here in front leading the way. What matters most? The last thing is this. I sort of set it up. Do first what matters most. Do first what matters the most. If you need to go work out, go work out. Stop giving excuses. Don't say if we just have time, we'll go on a date. Make the time. Your marriage depends upon it. Don't ever say one day we're going to take that trip. Go start saving your money. Be wise with it. Go take the trip. Set a goal. Don't ever say this. I wish I had time for it because one day that time will escape you. And it'll be gone. It's no longer acceptable. God's trying to change the atmosphere, but he can't change if you're not willing to move towards him. Remember, Martha chose the urgent. Mary chose the important. Which one are you? Mary has chosen what is better, and it will will not be taken away from her. Choose the important over the urgent because Jesus matters. Jesus, we thank you for this. We thank you for our heartbeats that are coming alive. And I just pray right now as we just finish out strong with the song, God, you just allow us to move in your presence and your Holy Spirit in a way that allows us to understand what is important today. And for some of us, it's to slow down. It's to stop saying yes all the time. It's literally just to bask in your glory and just to understand that you're sitting right here in front of us. And so, God, I'm asking that we see that, we feel that, and we respond well here in the next little bit. And we walk out of here changed and alive with our heartbeat for the very first time. In your holy and precious name, amen. Why don't you stand and sing the song with us?